It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Pro Football Focus has graded the Washington Commanders offseason, and we hear from Marcus Mosier and Landon McCool of the Locked On Cowboys podcast to talk about the hated division rival as we wrap up another week at the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and we are available on all platforms, and we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and my co-host Chris Russell, the Rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete Medhurst there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time or any time along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. All right, right you are, David. We thank you guys again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen or your first view if you're watching along on YouTube, which we thank you for uh, doing so. Either way, you consume the product and make sure you always, of course, download, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave a comment and have some fun. All right, David, we'll start this episode, the final one of this week with profootballfocus.com, one of my favorite sites. I think it's one of your favorite sites as well. Well, you know, look, you're not always going to agree with everything that they do, not every, not always agree with everything that they say, uh, but yep. they did a 32-team NFL off-season grade report card, meaning the full off-season, which includes, of course, the main part of free agency, which is not done, as we know, and the draft, plus a little extra, which is subsequent, meaning to the draft. So the Washington Commanders received an overall off-season grade of C minus yeah. from profootballfocus.com. A free agency grade of below average, a draft grade of C plus. Yeah. Let me, before I get your comment, let me just read you just a little bit of, of why they kind of went here. They talk uh-huh. about Carson Wentz, right? being desperately shopped by a staff that just put their hopes on him a year before and should have uh, probably have you know been a fairly significant warning but the commanders felt apparently they had little choice something we've talked about of course then they mention in addition to the Wentz move 
the Commanders signed guard Andrew Norwell in free agency, but only after letting a much better player, Brandon Sheriff, walk to sign for big money in Jacksonville. That's something I want to come back to. Uh, he said, or they said, their free agency overall was one of losing more players than they signed, and Wentz needs to find something to his game that hasn't been there in a few years. You guys can read the rest of it. We'll post it up at LO Commanders uh, and all just so that we have it up there. But, David, um, before I ask you about their fair grading process, whether or, or, or not, mm -hmm. I don't know. They seem to kind of forget that they also signed a five-time Pro Bowler in Trey Turner. Now, I, I yeah. understand he's not a Pro Bowler last year in Pittsburgh. I got it. Yeah. I understand that. But they kind of seemingly conveniently forgot that. And along with re, uh, bringing back uh, Bobby McCain and, and, and J.D. McKissick, which were two huge things, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean... Look, I, I think there, there's 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 a little too much, you know. Look, we we contributed to the narrative, the conversation right off the bat about you know the concerns surrounding Carson Wentz, and and, and to me, and in, in my personal opinion, it's warranted. You know what I mean? It is a part of the conversation, and there is a reason the quarterback got traded. But some people are taking this, this a little too far, and I think that this is kind of where you see that go a little too far, right? Offseason grade. C minus. So, so let's look at the Washington Commanders. When we saw them leave the 2021 NFL season, here's what we knew, Chris. They needed to get healthier, first and foremost. They needed to get healthier. Now, that's not something the franchise can do. It's just something that's going to kind of happen because of the natural cause of the offseason. Granted, but it's a very big thing because it wasn't just a guy or two. They had injuries everywhere, starting, by the mm -hmm. way, with the most important position on the field, the starting quarterback, right? Yep. So they had to get healthy, number one. Number two, they had to get better on offense. They had to get more weapons, better weapons, and they did that. They got Jahan Dotson. Um, they brought in Brian Robinson in the draft. They brought back J.D. McKissick, like you said. That, that's huge. Um, another year of Terry McLaurin, another year of, of, of Antonio Gibson. They're going to learn from some of these hurdles that they've had to clear. And even though they lost Brandon Scherf, I don't know, Chris. I don't look at this offensive line, and, and you mentioned Trey Turner coming in, and some of these guys getting healthier again. Chase Rulier, you know, hopefully we'll get back on the field sooner rather than later. I don't look at this offensive line without Brandon Scherf and go, "Oh man, the Titanic is about to sink." Like I just, I just don't get that feeling. And I mean, we'll mm -hmm. see what happens when the part that the pads start uh, slapping together. But that's just the feeling I get right now. And they had to get better at quarterback. Like minimum three things: get healthier, get better weapons, get better at quarterback. They did all three. Yeah, they did all three. Now you could add maybe improve linebacker. Look, if Cole Holcomb becomes a legit Mike linebacker, they get better at linebacker. They don't have to bring somebody in necessarily to get better at linebacker. Now, some people have you know separate feelings about Cole being the true Mike. I get that, and we'll see what happens. But the Washington Commanders, if you look at who they were when they left last season, who they are now, they have improved in every area. You needed to see them improve. Now the on-field product hasn't been there yet, but. I think teams are putting or teams uh, some of these some of these sites and analysts are putting a little too much into our personal biases against mm -hmm. Carson Wentz. And and again, we have them, too. We have concerns about Carson Wentz. Right. But Carson Wentz is an arm talent improvement at quarterback. He is a historic uh, improvement at quarterback. Look at what he did. If, if we mentioned this before, if you get from Taylor Heineke last year with the Colts got from Carson Wentz last year, Washington's competing for a playoff spot. You know what yep. I'm saying? So you yep. get a performance improvement, you get a historic improvement, and you get arm talent improvement. You know what the question about Carson Wentz is? How long? How well is he going to get along with the owner and the GM and the coaches of the team? 
That is the question. And even leaving Indianapolis, he got along great with Frank Wright, right? It's Chris Ballard, it seems, and it's Jim Irsay. Well, and, Spiders, and also you have to wonder how much, what the dynamic is in the locker room, don't you? Yeah, uh, but you I mean, know, as we've the talked players, about. Right. as of right now, mm-hmm. the players that are speaking are speaking in support yeah. of, of Carson yeah. Wentz. You know of what I mean? So from what we know, and, and take it all with a grain of salt because you're hearing from like four guys out of 90 yeah. that have been around him, if not more. But the ownership dynamic isn't going to matter in this situation. Dan Snyder is publicly anyway, about as removed from the situation as you can possibly be uh, of any owner in the national football league. Ron Rivera knows who he brought in. He's obviously throwing his full support behind Carson. So as long as that lasts, that's going to be in place. I don't see Martin Mayhew really coming out, going on NFL network and talking about, you know, Carson Wentz's religion or anything else anytime soon. So some of these problems that are, that are, that, that I'm perceiving as giving the Washington Manners a C minus great. I mean, if, if I'm, off the cuff, and we'll get deeper into our own offseason grades later, Chris, but off the cuff, knee-jerk reaction, emotional David Harrison, I'm giving this team a B because you you satisfied the needs that you need for your team. How well they're going to travel in 2022 is what we still need to see, which is why I just give you a B and then we'll revisit later. But a C-, minus, and, and maybe I'm taking it wrong, but C- minus feels negative to me, and I don't think this team has gone backwards. I think they've gone forward. Uh, I, I mean, I think you can look at it a number of different ways. Um, I think they're overvaluing Brandon Sheriff, PFF, okay? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I, I think that, trust me, I think I think that's a net positive for Washington, considering mm-hmm. that you don't have to pay a guard, uh, as Jay Gruden likes to call him, $18 million a year or whatever uh, the yeah. case might be. Carson Wentz, we, we've talked about a, a lot. And, and like you said, we'll go into our full, full, full offseason review when it's time for that, because right now, quite honestly, it's not appropriate for no. our purposes, because there still could be and will be additions uh, to come down the pike. But David, yep. you you graded the draft class a B plus. Mm-hmm. I, dra- I graded the, the draft class a uh, a B minus. Right. Um, that's the grades that we have done. They gave them a C plus. So it, it like I'm closer to their grade than you are. Yeah. Um, but does a C plus annoy you? A C plus doesn't annoy me as much. I think, I think a C plus it's, you know, these grades are all subjective, right? We, we all look through these grades through our lens. We're not looking through Martin Mayhew's lens and Ron right. Rivera's lens. You know what I mean? I mean, I, you know, call myself out. I gave Fedaria Mathis a C plus just because to me, it didn't seem like a need. And I looked at some, Jaquan Brisker and stuff like that. Well, if I don't like Bobby McCain from what I've seen in the eye test as much as they like Bobby McCain, then of course I have Jaquan Brisker rated higher than mm-hmm. a Fidaria Mathis because as much as Deron Payne has some concerns, I feel like if you can tap into that motivation, you can find a D lineman later on where you found Percy Butler. Now, I gave Percy Butler an A, right? So that kind of makes up for a right. little bit. So right. if you average the two, you basically come out with a B combined, you know, for the entire project. So, I mean, it, it's all eye of the beholder. I just, like I said, with with prospects, it's all projection. So we're all projecting. So I'm not going to criticize anybody sure. for their grades. Project. I just, again, with with Carson Wentz, it's 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 just become too much of well, I don't like the personality. And again, every like I have people who can't stand me, Chris, but I have people who love me. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you're the same oh, way. Yes. Just because Carson Wentz was it was maybe disliked in Philly. And honestly, in Indianapolis, it really seems like he wasn't disliked by the majority. He was just disliked by the people with the majority of the power. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean he's going to be disliked in Washington. And when you get Pat and again, Chris Ballard's latest comments about Carson Wentz, it's not. He literally said it's not about winning or losing. What? What? Like this business 
is literally all about winning and losing. So uh, again, to me, it just it just feels like a little too much is being put into personal stock versus uh, what's actually happening on the field. And I think what's happening on the field with Carson Wentz, you're getting a mid-level quarterback uh, who has the potential to be above mid-level. And what did we say all last year? All last year. Just give us average quarterback play, Taylor. Just give us average. We got average, and nobody can accept it because we don't like Carson. Well, maybe with all of this, they'll be more prepared to not get annihilated by the Cowboys twice, huh? Something that I'm sure you uh, maybe touched on with your upcoming guests. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, the Buccaneers have gone 0-4 against the New Orleans Saints in the last two years. They beat the Saints in the playoffs. They won a Super Bowl. You can lose to your division rivals and still be successful. That's true. Um, but yeah, Landon McCool and Marcus Mosier coming up, Chris. Like you just mentioned, the host of the Locked On Dallas Cowboys podcast jumped on with me, jumped up here with us on the Locked On Commanders podcast to talk about that NFC East division rival and winner from 2021. We're going to get into that conversation. But before we do, we're going to talk about our partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Oh, by the way, the chase for Lord Stanley's Cup also going on if you're a hockey fan. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and your first watch each and every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. As promised, let's get into the conversation David had with Marcus and Landon, who you can find on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, M-O-S-H-E-R, and at McCool, uh, B-C-B, at McCool, B C B for uh, Landon, and they are the hosts of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. And sitting on either side of me, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, you're just gonna hear their voices here in a minute. But we got Marcus Mosier and Landon McCool at Marcus underscore Mosier on Twitter and at McCool BCB. They are the hosts of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Gentlemen, let's kick right into it. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, obviously the Washington Commanders division rivals of the Cowboys looking to reclaim their NFC East crown that the Cowboys unrighteously stole from them in 2021. (laughs) Let's start off with some general Dallas Cowboys stuff here. Let's go over the losses. Obviously, Amari Cooper is there. You know, Randy Gregory is gone. Two offensive linemen are gone. And Cedric Wilson, who I don't know if a whole lot of people consider him a significant loss, but to me, he kind of seems like he might uh, have a significant role in, in what might be a little bit of a downside for the Dallas Cowboys. But where are those losses really sitting as far as uh, the Dallas Cowboys 2022 outlook uh, really looks? And Marcus, I'll, I'll go to you with that question. I mean, it's not great. I mean, that's a lot of players to lose in one offseason, right? Uh, no, but the Cowboys, they're hoping with their draft and a whole bunch of young players still on the roster that by the time we get to the end of the season, it doesn't look like big losses. They're hoping that Terrence Steele 
uh, continues to develop at right tackle. They're hoping that CeeDee Lamb becomes the alpha number one receiver. They're hoping that Dante Fowler and Dorrance Armstrong and Sam Williams can replace Randy Gregory's production. But on paper, yeah, this Cowboys team isn't quite as talented as it was at this time last year. Marcus and I you know, have been going back and forth on this, and we disagree a little bit on where they are versus okay. where they were last year. Because, I mean, I think that if you're talking about at this point last year, I think that they're a better team simply because a lot of these young players have improved immensely. Now, the losses are are severe. I mean, you, you listed mm-hmm. them. Uh, I think that the, the thing that the Cowboys are pointing to is that it wasn't good enough. Even with all of those guys healthy and, and there at the end of the year, uh, they still didn't come up. They came up short from what their goals were. So I think the Cowboys are hoping for some growth from the young folks uh, and some you know addition by subtraction with some of these other folks. Absolutely. I mean, I think the, the a bigger difference too with this season versus last season is, you know, last year, obviously you guys are getting Dak Prescott back from his injury. And while he had a ramp up and he had some camp time and all that stuff, that's, that's significant. But I think it's a little bit different when you're coming off of a quote unquote relatively healthy season into a new season versus coming off the injury and having to get really back into the mix. So I think to a certain extent that can almost be viewed as like as, as a little bit of an addition and an improvement uh, compared to last year's offseason. Which of these losses, though, Amari Cooper, uh, you know, Randy Gregory, I think are probably the sexiest names. But then, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line has been a juggernaut for a long time. So Lyle Collins, I don't know how you guys felt about Connor Williams. I saw some mixed uh, thoughts about him kind of entering the offseason. So if there's if there's one or maybe even two, if you want to do a one alpha, one Bravo biggest loss. Uh, from this offseason, which one would you say, Landon? I'll, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if we're just talking about immediate impact and 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 where it's going to be felt the most, uh, I, I think the Cooper loss was is the most. I mean, I think they have competent replacements at those other spots in the offensive line. It, it, maybe Tyler Smith doesn't come in and, and play as well as Connor Williams. Uh, Tyler Smith doesn't come in and play as well as Connor Williams right away. Uh, because And I think that's part of the issue, too, is that I think Cowboys fans in general kind of uh, underrated Connor Williams because mm-hmm. because there was a lot of penalties and because a lot of these other things and I, they felt like you know they needed to get rid of him but I think you know a couple games of a rookie left guard may may maybe maybe change their tune there a little bit <laughs> I, I think with with Cooper you know obviously he's an incredibly talented player there may have been some personality stuff there may have been some you know uh, commitment stuff there but losing a talented player like that is difficult so kind of trying to make that up. Uh, is going to be a multifaceted replacement plan, not just like a simple, oh, this guy will play the Cooper role. It's I think it's going to be a couple different guys trying to take up that extra yardage and that spot in, in the offense, and it's going to be kind of a it-takes-a-village sort of situation to right. kind of make up for the loss of Cooper. Yeah, it's Cooper for me, right? Like when Cooper's healthy and he's ready to go, he's one of the best route runners and best receivers in the NFL, and he allows you to play CeeDee Lamb in the slot and move him around in the backfield or put him wherever you wanted to. And you still had an alpha receiver on the outside. Now, you can make the case, and Landon has made it for a while now, that Amari Cooper really wasn't that player last year because he was dealing with injuries. And uh, he just wasn't quite as durable as the Cowboys were hoping. But now you go from Amari Cooper to a rookie, Jalen Tolbert. You're hoping James Washington can can take over some snaps on the outside. It's a huge loss. And they're certainly going to be putting more on C.D. Lamb's plate. But not having that other guy that you can rely on on a third and six to get seven yards, it's going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned Jalen Tolbert, one of, one of my favorite uh, players out of the senior bowl, just because of the, the kind of the, the environment that he really entered into flying from Los Angeles straight into senior bowl practice and mm-hmm. still stood out. So obviously a, a member of your class that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, but you guys tell me about your Cowboys draft class, your favorite players, 
players you believe might have a real impact overall just for the season? Maybe it's a later start in the season, uh, maybe not right away, but 2022 as as the rookies go. Who do who stands out in this Cowboys draft class for you guys, Landon? Yeah, I mean, I think you know Tolbert's the name that kind of sticks out simply because of the position that he's he's stepping uh, stepping into. I think with Tyler Smith, you know, we talked about it. Like, I think they wanted to get an offensive lineman. That we we all kind of circled and put in pencil that he they would get an offensive lineman. Uh, this is a guy that they think can play guard and slide out to tackle. But I, I think the guy that that all eyes will likely be on simply because of the high profile nature of the position is Tolbert and because he's coming in and, and and has such big shoes to fill with with Cooper and it's not realistic necessarily to think that you know he's going to put up Cooper numbers though Cooper's numbers weren't exactly you know uh, a diff- impossible bar to clear from last year I just think right. that it's it's still going to be a situation where Cowboys fans are going to say okay Cooper's gone and this guy is our draft pick so you know he's going to be the guy that's going to need to replace all that yardage so there's going to be a lot of extra pressure, and, and you talk about you know him coming from South Alabama, and, and and despite being a very mature guy and doing things like you mentioned, flying straight from the uh, the the game in the UCLA I mean, uh, at the Rose Bowl to go play in the Senior Bowl, and then not missing a beat, yeah. those things bode well for his uh, his leap, a very difficult leap to the NFL, but it's still a leap, uh, it's still a rookie wide receiver. There's still going to be a lot of pressure on him to perform. Yeah, David, for me, it's Sam Williams, the defensive end that they took in the second round. Yeah. This is somebody that Dan Quinn basically handpicked, and he wanted mm-hmm. to coach and worked him out at the Ole Miss Pro Day. Uh, it seemed pretty clear that if he was available in the second round, that's who the Cowboys were going to take. They need him to play a big role after losing Randy Gregory. They need him mm-hmm. to come in and be able to provide some pass rush. I don't know how much you can expect from a rookie that's kind of changing positions after basically being like a five technique at Ole Miss last year, but they need him to come in and play a lot of snaps. So that'll be an interesting one to follow. All right, more to come with Marcus and Landon as they join David for part two of a good conversation about the Dallas Cowboys. But first, we need to tell you about our love of brownies. That's right. I love brownies. I know you love brownies. David loves brownies. Who doesn't love brownies? But you know what I love more? brownie batter. Yes. Sometimes you eat half the batter while you're making the darn brownies, right? And then you don't have as many brownies. But how about this? How about a healthier, better option than doing all of that? Well, you're in luck. Our friends at Built have a new creation, and this one's better than ever. It's called the Brownie Batter Puff. That's right. They've done it. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on built.com. Have you tried the built puffs yet? Not sure what you're waiting for. We've tell you about them all the time. Puffs are a chocolate covered marshmallow bar treat and protein bar treat. I should say that's right. Uh, again, delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate and so good for you. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, seven grams of sugar in the brownie batter puffs. Mm. They are perfect, perfect after workout treat or late night dessert if you're looking for something like that. And they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides, of course, a ton of health benefits. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to go out and try and get those brownie batter puffs. How do you do it? Built.com. And you use the promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your entire order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15, 15% off. Get the brownie batter puffs right now, baby, at Built.com. 
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, our final segment here on the Locked On Commanders podcast to wrap up the week and the conclusion of our discussion with Marcus Mosier and Landon McCool of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Guys, let's flip real quick to... Uh, the NFC East and the Washington Commanders kind of specifically. We've gone over some general Dallas Cowboys losses, additions, some impact potential, and we'll ca- we'll cover all this stuff again as we get through training camps and into the game weeks and do our specific crossovers for game weeks. But already, guys, uh, D'Angelo Hall, specifically of NFL.com, and, and he might have a little bit of bias in this, but says that the Dallas Cowboys feel like they're most vulnerable to be the division champion from last year to maybe fall down. Uh, and lose a grip of the NFC East. He said that on NFL.com recently. How close do you really think this race has gotten between the Cowboys and then second-place Eagles, third-place Commanders, and even the last-place Giants? Every year, it's it's a new champion with the NFC East. So uh, I, I certainly don't come into the season a plan on repeating because that would be very much against the norm for the last, I don't know, decade-plus in the NFC East. So... <laughs> Uh, I, I honestly, you know, I, I don't think it's that uh, 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 hot of a take uh, mm-hmm. to, to suggest that the, the Cowboys won't repeat as NFC East champions because not very many teams have done it. Um, you know, obviously we are biased, so we think that the Cowboys are, are a good team. I, I think it's, I think it would be, you know, crazy to suggest that the, the Eagles haven't had a great offseason and they haven't, uh, uh, you know, closed the gap there. I, I, you know, I think Marcus will probably tell you the same thing though, and this is the same thing I, I think we said last year it's all about the quarterbacks and unless you've improved your quarterback situation, you know, you can improve your team a lot and it'll, it'll make a difference, but the quarterback is where the gaps get made up. So until, uh, if Hertz has made a huge jump, that's one thing. Uh, I don't know that he has. So, uh, I think we'll see exactly what Hertz is going to provide. And, and, and I think, you know, same thing uh, with, with Washington, New York, has Daniel Jones improved? How what's Carson Wentz going to look like? Uh, so like, these are all things that are all going to play into the, the NFC East race way heavier i think than than you know some of the things that we we, we kind of focus on with the draft and, and some of these other ancillary uh, positions that get drafted and added to getting back to 2022 guys and, and land i'll start with you um way too early i don't know if you guys made a record prediction we made a record prediction on locked on commanders but do you have a way too early divisional standings in a division that like you guys said really you can't pinpoint exactly where i'll i'll actually go first real quick landing just to take a little bit of the pressure yeah. off I've actually got the Eagles number one, mm. and then for right now I've got the Cowboys just because Washington. Look, until you prove you can beat the Eagles and the and the Cowboys, I'm not just going to give you that benefit of the doubt. So I got Washington third, uh, and Danny Dimes ain't it either. So I got the Giants dead last. Yeah, I'm still I'm still picking the Cowboys. I mean, I I, I think Jalen Hurts is is Jalen Hurts. I think he definitely will be better than he was last year. But there are some aspects of his game that I don't know that are going to improve, um, yeah. and that they're just kind of who he is, and that, that's not. Terrible. It's just he's. I would de- call him the definition of an average NFL quarterback. Uh, so I'm picking the Cowboys and I'm picking the Eagles right behind them. Uh, I'm picking Washington third for sure. I mean, I, I, like I said, the Carson Wentz thing is what it is. I, I but I really like a lot of what uh, Washington has done, and I think 
all of us were shocked. I mean, I very much remember having the crossover NFC East conversation, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit further along, but this time last year yeah. uh, about how how scary that Washington defense was. And mm-hmm. when when we came out in the early parts of the season, it just didn't look yeah. like what we expected. I don't I don't anticipate that for lasting for very long. I think this defense will figure it out. There's just too much talent there. Yeah. So I, I think that they will come out and, and they will surprise some teams in a couple games. They're going to steal a couple games. They're going to be a tough out. They may not have a great mm-hmm. record. They may have a kind of a, a close to 500 record. But I think that they will be a, a very difficult team to beat week to week, um, uh, certainly more than they were last year. Uh, and then New York, I think, you know, much like Washington, I, I feel like I'm liking the direction that New York is. I'm finally liking the yeah. direction that New York is going in. I, I, it makes some sense. They mm-hmm. have some plan there. They're still a ways away. They still have right. the same players that they had last year. So I uh, anticipate them kind of bringing up the rear end in the fourth place, probably pretty badly, but with a with a trajectory that it's at least – on track now the Gettleman's out of the way and I'll go backwards I've got the Giants at four I think Washington's pretty comfortably at three I think seven to nine wins feels about right for Washington this year probably gonna be in a bunch of close games and then it comes down to Dallas and Philadelphia I think Philadelphia has a higher floor just because that roster is so deep and they're so talented everywhere But the Cowboys got the better quarterback, and that's ultimately what matters in a lot of these divisional games. So I'll pick the Cowboys to go, let's say, 10 and 7. Uh, We'll have the Eagles finishing 9 and 8, maybe even 10 and 7, with the Cowboys having the tiebreaker. Washington, 7 ish wins, and then the, the Giants pulling up the rear. All right, one last special thanks to Marcus and Landon for joining David. Uh, again, catch those guys on Twitter. They're great, at Marcus underscore Mosier uh, and at McCool BCB from the Locked on Cowboys podcast for coming in. And kudos to them uh, for being a little bit biased and picking the Dallas Cowboys to win the division again. Commanders fans, Eagles fans, and uh, maybe even Giants fans might have a little bit of a different spin on that, but we will see. Uh, but also, they admitted of course, that the division is wide open and surely not the Cowboys to lose. So good job out of David, uh, Marcus, and Landed for that conversation. We thank you guys for making the Lockdown Commanders podcast your first listen or your first watch of the day. Now make your second uh, the Locked On NFL podcast. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, Tony Wiggins, and more, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no offseason for real fans, so make sure you subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back after the weekend. I'll have a couple of solo episodes. David will have a couple of solo episodes. Uh, so stay with us. And David will be at OTAs the first time we get to see the whole squad. And he will have exclusive reports and observations from that coming up next week. If you want to hop in, 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577, or locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com. For David Harrison, covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medher Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Don't shit air drive like a maniac. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.